But we're, we're un, we've been unpacking discipleship, right? Pastor Brandon brought it up. It's one of those things where we've kind of made a shift as a church to really go all in on disciple making. That is, that's going to be our DNA. We're providing a lot of opportunities. So last uh, weeks, uh, Pastor Brandon has really talked about like kind of theoretically and, and, and systematically what that looks like and how it's going to work. So we've, we've, remember he had the wheel, he had kind of like that diagram that we used to kind of help us understand and what next steps are and those sorts of things. And so we really have some very tangible, like concrete next steps for wherever we are in our, in our, in our walk with God and kind of in our, our, um, even our, even our growth as well. We always have tangible steps, which is huge, which is great. And we're very excited to roll it out. And we've kind of looked at uh, all sorts of different ways to, to do that. So today we're going to look at kind of a more, today's going to be a little more kind of practical, uh, uh, applicable, so to speak, um, less, you know, uh, concrete wheel and more kind of like, hey, what, you know, uh, big picture type stuff in, in as we go throughout our lives. So we're going we're gonna to kind of get into that and how it affects the world. But before we do, I want to start, I want to start here. I'm sorry, because I kind of want to kind of frame what we're doing here. And, and that is, if, if you're a sports fan, you're a sports fan. I'm, I'm, I'm a sports fan. It's fall. Football season starting. I'm already running my, my fake uh, football team uh, in fantasy football. You know, not doing good in either of my leagues. Uh, but, um, you know, it's, it's fun. So it's, I, I like sports. I, I love it. And if you're a sports fan, you know that there are uh, definitely fan bases that you hate. Right? Like, they're the worst. That, those fans of that team are just terrible. You know what I'm saying? You know the team I'm talking about right? It's that team, the team that just, that is the worst. Cause you know, you've met like a couple of them and they were terrible and mean and jerks. And so, you know, we're done with them. Not only them, I'm done with the whole team, the whole team, maybe even the state, depending on like where they are. Right. I remember, I remember going in 2010, me and my dad went to uh, the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl, Pasadena, the Oregon Ducks were in there. My dad's an alumni. We've had tickets for a while. It's kind of fun to, kind of something we've done. We've had years of awful, awful football. And then recently, you know, obviously some decent stuff. But, but 2010, we go down to the Rose Bowl to play in Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State, I guess the state just shut down and just showed up at the football game. It was wild how many people then like show up. And, you know, uh, you know, a couple experiences that caused me to not like a whole state. That state is the worst because that state yells things that are that are rude. Uh, evidently, they drink a lot of alcohol too, and say weird things when they when they do. I mean, and, and even even when you leave the game and are in line waiting for the bus, they're they're super mean and say rude things to you because you lost and that you thought you might win, and so that happened. And even when you go to In and Out on the way home, all of Ohio still shows up with a lot of alcohol in them and acts like jerks, okay? So I'm done with Ohio, period. <laughs> and can, anybody ever, can anybody relate to like that kind of sudden, like, like not, not picking on Ohio, but like that real, all that really happened. But, but what's funny is like, we, we'll, I'll take an experience like that where, you know, you had a couple people and a couple of instances and I'm like, okay, these guys were all like the worst. I don't want any part of it. I don't even want to like, you know, like, like just, they've all been put in a, in a, in a bag, the Ohio State bag that's cinched shut and I never want to open it again because they're the worst. That's what like you think, right? And I, and I kind of, I kind of uh, based on those like small experiences with a few people, I then start drawing these like large conclusions and like, okay, we're just going to make all these big decisions based on that because that was bad what happened. Now, it had nothing to do with the fact that we lost and, that, you know, it hurt my feelings and what they were saying was kind of true. None of that. None, none of that. But, but rather, it, it, it was, it, I, I see that mentality and that 
that kind of um, attitude pouring over even into different parts of our lives. And I think a lot of Christianity, right? A lot of Christ- people may want nothing to do with Christians because they've had a couple experiences. They've had a couple instances where, where some, some Christians were not acting very Christ-like and, and hurt them or, or burnt them or, or acted in a way that they're like, you know what, we're done, I'm out. Could be that they had experience at school, could have been, you know, maybe, even a, who knows, maybe a church, maybe just, you know, out a neighbor, like, hey, this guy goes to the church, I want nothing to do with that church because he's like the worst neighbor ever. And so I don't want to, I don't, I, why would I even go? And I, th- I think too often we, we have a, 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 there's a danger in, in us Christians thinking that, that I can be a disciple of Christ here at, at church and it's super easy and it's, 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 you know, seamless. I can really act like an awesome Christian here. And then when I go home, I just kind of punch the, the you know, the, the, the clock out, so to speak. Like, okay, then I kind of, you know, put the, and then, and then put it on hold and then re-engage at certain times and disengage different times. And now all of a sudden what I've done is I've taken this idea of like, hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm a disciple. I've taken that idea and I've just kind of used it like a light switch, like a uniform that I'll put on. Put it on for the game, take it off, put it on, take it off. And, and the danger in that is we miss so many opportunities to, disciple, to, to make disciples, so many opportunities to share the love of Christ because we don't quite understand what it means to, to live like Christ every day, all day. To really take it home with us, to realize what it means to be a Christian. You know, we're, we're in a series, like I said before, all about discipleship. We're going all in on this. And we want to cover all areas of life. We've talked about, um, we've talked about what it means, you know, just what it, what it means to be a disciple. We talked about what last week Pastor Brandon unpacked, you know, the disciple, discipleship starts at home. That we as parents are, are in charge of, you know, um, discipling our kids. It's not something we drop them off here at church, you know, and say, you know, fix our kids. Now, I just so happened to do that because as an ex-youth pastor, I just couldn't, I didn't like it when parents did that. So I make certain to say to my kids every time we drop them off, hey, go tell Connor to fix you. Okay, go tell him that I said that he needs to fix you guys. And I'm like, and so they go in there. Okay, Connor, my dad said to fix me once again. You know, and I was like, I love it. I'm like, yeah, how does it feel? You know, no, he didn't do it. But, but there, the idea of like, I'm supposed to drop my kid off for an hour and you disciple my kid. And, and then all of a sudden, like, but I can live however I want for the other, you know, 167 hours of the week and just, you know, and, and it's fine as long as you're doing your job. Then when my kid goes off the rails, it's like, how dare you not disciple them in that hour? A week, you know, it's, it's crazy, right? So the, the idea of like we disciple at home—that's where it starts. And so we unpack that, and we talked about that uh, discipleship according to Jesus starts with humility. That really, if you're going to be a disciple of Christ, you've got to be humble, like Christ was humble, who came and made himself human, so and, and served us rather than than being served and sacrificed himself. That's a that's an act of humility. That is the being for us to be able to understand discipleship is to understand that kind of humility. And it's all based, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. I'll go ahead and read it just, just to uh, uh, remind us a little bit. But this is Jesus. The last thing he says to his disciples before he, he leaves and they're all kind of gathered there and he has this, you know, this thing we call uh, the Great Commission. And, and Jesus says this. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and behold, I am with you always to the very ends of the earth. The Great Commission. Uh, we, 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 uh, uh, Brandon was joking around saying that it's not called the uh, Great Suggestion. 
right? But rather like the great commission, like this is what we as believers need to be doing to going and making disciples. So that, and, and then it starts with humility and it starts at home. And so this, this um, concept of us going and making disciples is really what we're as a church gonna be all about. But there's a subtlety about this that really helps us understand today that I, that I wanna begin with is, is the, the first word of the Great Commission. Now, I went to Greek in college. Uh, it's the worst, but it's the best all at the same time. But you take Greek class, and it's just because you're memorizing everything. Letters, you know, for the first time, and, you know, words don't, it's just, it's hard. So, um, but you learn how, how rich that language really is. When you look at that very first, that very first uh, word, go. When we read it, we just think go. When we think, okay, yeah, go, right? But when you read it in the Greek, there's a, there's a subtlety, there's a tense to it, there's a time frame to it. It really should be, should be translated properly, should be that, that as you go through life, as you are going through life, make disciples. That's what the disciples heard. What they heard Jesus saying was, hey, as you guys go from here, as you go through your lives, you need to make disciples, now, now, now that's, a, that's different than maybe like if we were to use that verse for sending off a missionary that's like, hey, the Bible says go until so you go overseas and you can be, you know, make disciples over there. Not wrong in its, in its application, right? Not, not wrong. However, there's so much more to it in that it's like as you're going through life. So, so that means not only can we say go overseas and make disciples, but we can also say, hey, uh, as, as you go home from here, Make disciples. As you go to lunch, make, as, you're, you know, as, you're, as you go to school, as you're, you know, as you're going to work, as you're, you know, like there's, there, it, it's, it's like as you're, as you're doing life, as you are doing life, make disciples. And see, that's, I think, the, the, what, what we miss is, like I said earlier, sometimes we kind of switch it on and off. We kind of, you know, we're, we're, we're playing the game for a little bit, you know, we're in the game, then we're out. We're playing it, we're not playing We're making a disciple, eh, I'm gonna turn it off for a little bit and I'm not gonna do that anymore. That was exhausting. You know, we kind of, we, we, we kind of do that sort of thing. And here's, here's where I think the real kind of um, power in this is, is that, is, is that it really is a, something we have to look at as just who we are. And I'll kind of, I, I got kind of this, this, this baseline here that I wanna operate from, and it's, and it's this, and it'll be up on the screen there. But it's, it's the people... Um, people will see an authentic disciple of Jesus and they'll ignore a hypocrite. See, see and what, what, I mean, what I mean by that is that, hey, when we're, when we're living for Christ, like in an authentic way, like when we're living how like the Bible asks us to, like people, people will notice. Now, they might, I'm not saying they're gonna be buddies with you. They're not gonna like you. They might not think it's great, but I think they'll notice that there's something different about that, if we're, if, we're, if we're living with humility, if, we're, if, if we're, we're showing the kind of love that Jesus showed, if we're, we're, we're you know, sharing with him, we're doing life, we're being kind, we're all the fruits of the spirit, we're showing the love, the patience, uh, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all those things are evident in our life. We're not living perfect lives. We admit when we, when we make mistakes, we apologize for making mistakes, but I think people see that if you're authentically following, they're gonna see that, but if, conversely, if you're a hypocrite, they're just going to ignore whatever, whatever you have to say. If they just know, like, listen, you're just, like, saying this, but I, I, know, I know you. Like, like, and, and, and so, so I really want to make, a, make a, a shift here to, to that authentic pursuit of, of discipleship is what we're looking for here. So I, I remember once when I, was, when I, I joined a, a gym because, yeah, elephant in the room, I'm really into fitness. You can tell. I just want to acknowledge it. You're all thinking it. But I'm just going to say it so we can all kind of relax and move on. 
really into fitness. At one time, I belonged to two gyms at once. It's great. It's great. Um, I went to neither, but I belonged. <laughs> but I went to. But I'm sure you, so you, you, when you sign up for a gym for the first time, you know they, they take you on like a little tour, right? Show you how to use the machine so you don't you know hurt yourself or you know hurt others uh, when you're when you're in there. And so I remember the, one of the guys t- taking me through and kind of showing me you know this and that and whatnot. And I you know try to be like, oh yeah, I'm totally into this. And like, oh, I'm gonna start you know I'm I'm on a new diet. You know, and, and, and you kind of like turn to me. I'm scared of gym people already because they're just, you know, the sweatpants and the cutoff shirts and stuff. They're just intense. And like, and like you know, he's like, hey, diets, diets are the worst thing you could do. Never do a diet. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, like, what? Like, why would I, you know, diet? I thought diets were good, right? You know, it's, it's a diet. It's great. Diet and exercise, right? That's what you do. And I was like, uh, what, do you, like what do you mean? He's like, well, you can, you can stop a diet. You know, you can start it, you can stop it, you can walk away from it, you can cheat on it, you can do all this. And I was like, okay, where are you going with this? And, and then he said something that I thought was kind of interesting. He said, he said, he said no, no, you should, just, you should just be healthy. You should just, like, live a healthy lifestyle. I was like, huh. Now, in this all of intensity, once that kind of wore off, um, I was able to, like, kind of, like, oh, okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. Like, if I'm on, like, you know, keto or something like that, if I, you know, if I, if I cheat too many carbs, like, okay, well, I'm just going all in then. You know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to bring on the carbs and sugar, but, but, but if, I'm, if I realize, like, no, no, I'm just going to, like, eat healthy, I'm just going to be healthy, well, that, well, that changes it, because then I'm like, I just made this choice, this is just what I'm, how I'm going to eat, it's not like a diet or not, I'm just, this is just what, what I'm going to do, and I, it, it made a lot of sense when I thought of it in that terms, in those terms, and, and I think that same kind of, kind of difference applies to us when we think of, like, no, no, I'm not, like, being a disciple for a little bit, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, be, be a good Christian for, for, you know, certain chunks of time, like, hey, this, Discipleship is a lifestyle. Being a follower of Christ is like a, is, a, is this is your life. This isn't like what you, you know, do eight hours a day or what you do. Like this should be like who we are, what we do. And if we think of it in those terms, I think it really helps bring a, a totality to, or a holistic approach rather to your life to where it's, it's, you know, you get the good and the bad. So a part of that is, hey, when I, when I mess up, Okay, grace, forgiveness, that, that's a part of the piece. I'm not, I'm not pretending to be perfect by any means. But, but I'm also, this is, this is what I'm going to do with, with my life. And Jesus uh, really, uh, talked about this. And this is kind of one of the, the um, well, this is my favorite part, one of the more famous parts of his Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5. He gives kind of a couple of different metaphors here of, of what it means to, to do this, to live this out, to, to, to be this. And he, he, he likens Christians to, and I'll, I'll start uh, Matthew 5, 13, well, he says, you know, you are the salt of the earth. Believers, you, you are the salt of the earth. And then it goes on. I'll, I'll skip the, the rest of that metaphor. Go to 14. Then it says that, that you, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill can't be hidden, nor do people light a lamp, put it, put it under a, a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to the whole house. Let your light shine before men so they may see your good deeds or see your good works, sorry, I memorized it in the NIV, I'm reading different, but see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Okay, let me read that verse 16 again. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Jesus is talking to his followers saying, it, you, you, when you are a Christian, when you're a Christ follower, you stand out so much that you're, like a, you're just a city on a hill. They got a bright light that people just see. People, people should just see it. Like a, like, a, like a single light in a room, if your power goes out and you light a candle, you just see like, like that's, that's everything that brings light to the room. 
You know, salt, back then, it's a preservative. It adds flavor. It's vital to, to, to their food. Like, like, that's how important it is to live like Christ. And so when we think of discipleship, we're, that's what we're aiming for. What we're aiming for is, is to live like Jesus, and, and that, should, that should look a lot like a light shining in the darkness. It should look a lot like that city on a hill. And people should look at us and say, hey, you got, you're awesome. You, you're, you're pretty amazing, Andy. You are, are better than most people out there, right? No, no. The whole goal is that people say, like, okay, this guy's living differently. What is it about Jesus that I'm missing? What is it about, because I thought this. Like I thought, because of some other instances I had, I thought they were the worst, the Christians. But, but, but okay, maybe there's something to it. And that should be our goal is to live as authentically as, as we can. And it all starts with, as we mentioned before, humility. It starts with humility. And so today I said it's going to be practical. It's going to be kind of just, you know, no, not, not a lot of theory, but just kind of like boots on the ground, practical living that we have. Because, because I feel like if we don't see this played out in the practical in our daily lives, it's going to be hard to kind of implement. And so I want to, I want to go here. I'll, I'll give you the kind of the, 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 the end before we start. So don't leave. Just, just stay put till the end. It's, it's going to get great here pretty soon. But here you go. Here, here's the point today is this. It'll be on the screen there. That we follow Jesus wherever we go. Follow Jesus wherever you go. I understand like there's, there's a little, you know, play on words there, but, but, but that is to say, when Jesus says, go make disciples of all nations, hey, wherever we are, we need to follow Jesus wherever we are. And so we're, we're going to look at, we're going to look at what that looks like at work. We're going to look at what that looks like just kind of in our, in our, in our public life, you know, uh, digital, social, you know, otherwise, we're going to, we're going to look at it as it comes to maybe our neighbors and even, even how it looks, uh, looks like in, in our politics as well. And so uh, I want to get kind of just, you know, uh, very, very practical here, very, very practical. And, and I want to start, I want to start with, with our work. So if you're, if you're, now some of you may be retired, some of you may be just going into the work, the work field, but you know, for, for a lot of people, even now, if you're in it, you spend hours with, with your coworkers, Hours with your coworkers. You're, you're in meetings. You're, you know, you're by them in a desk, or you're doing, you know, projects together. You're, you know, hashing out stuff together. You just spend like a ton of time, a ton of time, and and so and so, they really get to they really get to know you. You really get to know them. Great opportunity for to have a big impact. And so I'd hate to miss the opportunity to to keep shining our light even even at work. And what's interesting, Paul has quite a bit to say about about how we behave in, in, in the workspace. So I wanna, I wanna look at Ephesians 6 for a second. We're gonna talk about kind of workers. You're just like a worker, and then, and then if maybe uh, if you're the boss, we'll talk about it a little later. But we're gonna look at Ephesians 6 here. And, and so just, just right off the bat, some of your, ver- some of your Bibles may say uh, slaves, some may say bond servants. The, the best equivalent we have today are really just a part, you're a part of the workforce. You're a part of the workforce, you're, part of the, you're, you're, you're working for somebody. Um, and so that's kind of a, a good translation of what that means there. But uh, just, yeah, heads up while we read. Here we go, verse five. Bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling with a sincere heart as you would Christ. Not by the way of eye service as people, as people pleasers, but as bond servants of, of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive from the Lord, whether he is a bond servant or free. 
Okay, Paul, he just has a way of kind of being blunt and straight to the point here. Like, you might be thinking after you're reading this, like, Paul, have you met my boss? (laughs) Have you been to my work? My coworkers are, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy there, you know, but, but, but what Paul says is, 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 is clear. And what's interesting is as, you know, as, as a Christian, uh, you know, you're not, Paul says here not to just give, give, um, respect for respect's sake or to give, but, but rather like, no, 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 as a follower of Christ, we honor our, our boss. We honor those who are above us, those besides be out of, out of honor for God. We, we act in a way in our workplace that would honor God, not, not that would honor yourself. And so when, when we, he points out a few things here, we got, he talks about having respect. We find respect in that, in, in that workspace for, for a boss. We talk about, you know, having sincerity. We talk about, you know, um, you know kind of following, following what's going on in, in, um, as we would Christ. And we talk about doing it wholeheartedly. Now, I don't think that we need to all, you know, be abused in the workplace. I don't think that we need to be, you know, tr- uh, uh, be treated inappropriately. I don't think, you know, we, none of that stuff. But I do think as long as it's up to us, as long as, as we can, we, we live out this verse. And, and, and that, listen, there's not a qualifier if your boss deserves it. If, if, if your boss is nice or pays you as much as you think you should be paid or, or is reasonable. Thankfully, you know, we have a great boss. Brandon, if you're listening out there, you're a great boss. <laughs> we all heard it, right? You can vouch for me. You said it. Yep, yep. I cannot relate to that at all. No. It's, uh, but, but, it's, but it's not just if you, if, if you have a boss that's great or not. It's, it's uh, uh, he, he's saying, no, no, out of respect for Christ. Because we call ourselves Christians, then, then we are to have be, have bring a sincerity to the workplace as we would a sincerity to Christ. That we're not just to, um, you know, give, give lips or, or be a people pleaser, but we're, we're supposed to try hard. We're supposed to give, our, give a good effort. We're supposed to, we're supposed to be uh, somebody who, who, you know, shows respect to, to the boss in the workplace. And by doing that, we then can live differently. We then can show God's love to others by living out this Ephesians 6 section in there. What, what, what we don't do in the workplace, what you don't want to do is you, you don't want to be slandering the boss behind his back in front of others, right? You don't want to be doing that. You don't want to you know, be participating just in the office gossip. You don't want to give a, you know, a half-hearted effort that everybody knows that you're just a terrible worker and you're never going to get the job. No, no, you don't, you don't want that. You don't want to be dishonest because when you do those things, people then think like, oh, well, you're a Christian. You do all these things. Like what does even, does Christianity even, you know, penetrate your heart? Does it even do, does it matter to you? No, no, what we should do, Christians in the workplace, we should show respect, proper respect for, for the leadership. Now, that's not saying we never disagree. That's not saying that, that, that there's never times that they're inappropriate, that we have to like engage and have, you know, a, maybe a, a, a conflict. Like that's not saying that. It's just saying proper respect and use the proper channels. Uh, according to Paul, we, we, we show that respect. We're, we're a peacemaker in the office. Like maybe the gossip stops with you. Where you're like, listen, I don't want to hear it. Like I don't, I don't need it. And all it takes is one, one kind of like, hey, let's, let's, I don't, I'm, I'm not, not now. I'm not into that. It, well, one of those, someone's like, oh, okay, well, okay, I can't talk bad about people around them. So, you know, there's something, you know, different there. Or it could be that you're going you're gonna to give your best. You're going to work hard. That's a crazy idea, right? That I'm actually going to like give a good effort. And then, and then finally, that you're going to have integrity. You can't tell me that living that way won't cause people to look and say, 
okay, there's something to like Jesus. If this Christ follower is saying that they're gonna, they're gonna work that way, it, you know, there's something there. Listen, I'm, 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 that's, how, that's how Paul lays it out for us, right? Well, let's keep going if you're the boss in, in Ephesians uh, 6, 9 here. Now, this is for those who, who are in charge, those, maybe if you're, if you're a boss or not. It says this, masters, do the same, do the same to them. So the things we just kind of covered, right? The, the integrity, um, sincerity, wholeheartedness, that kind of thing. Um, do the same for them. And, and, st- and stop your threatening. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's a pretty good one, right? Don't threaten. Easy. Uh, knowing that, the, that, that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven and that there's no partiality with him. Okay, that's heavy, right? The, you, so so uh, if you're a boss and you're a Christian, hey, don't, don't be, you know, don't, you know don't, threaten, don't be threatening. Don't mistreat them because you know that their boss, their heavenly boss is also yours. So, so uh, you know, if, you, if you're a Christian and they're a Christian, know that, hey, listen, um, um, you should be acting uh, appropriately. Don't be the boss that shows favoritism, that everybody knows it. Don't be the boss that's just that's mean or rude. You can still be firm. You can still be direct, but there, there's lines that you cross. Don't be dishonest. You can use your workspace to make disciples. And I'm not talking necessarily on the clock, but when you live it out, that changes. What if you were you know, uh, uh, the humble boss, respected everybody, had integrity, worked hard. You can't tell me that you would not have a good witness to those that you lead. And, and, and Paul is, is telling the Ephesians, like, this is, what, this is how you should be acting. This is how, this is, this is how you, in, in the workplace, that's what discipleship looks like. Now, we get to other areas of our life. We get to, you know, the public the public forum, we got, we got, you know, maybe our neighborhood. We got maybe, you know, school. For school, maybe, um, you know, just any sort of like hobby stuff you're a part of. Maybe, and, and even maybe your, your digital, um, you know, digital presence. How you carry yourself online. You see, we, we don't, like I said, we can't clock out of this thing. If we're, if we're disciples, we're disciples. And so when we, when we, we, we leave these doors, it, it, it gets real. Where, where we then have an opportunity to shine our light forever to, to everyone we come in contact with. Peter was talking to, to some exiles. We talked, a couple summers ago, we went through the whole book of Peter, but, but a little over a year ago. And, and Peter's talking to a group of Christians who are like exiles, feeling like they're like strangers in a, in a strange place. They're, they're living, you know, so different than what the, than what the culture would have them do. And he, and he says this in, second, in First Peter 2. He tells them, and it just, this is a real succinct, great way to, to challenge us with our public demeanor. That is to keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your, your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Sounds a lot like Jesus' words, right? So they can see you, but actually they're really gonna see God. They're really gonna see Jesus. And so, so he's saying, hey, um, keep your conduct Amongst you know others, like like, keep it honorable, keep keep it worthy, you know, to, to, of a calling of the gospel. Like like keep, you should act in a way that that stands out. I think of you know at at with your neighbors. Would you would do your neighbors? Would they want to come to the church you go to based on how you interact with them? Like like, do you have the kind of kind of relationship where, where you know you could you could 
they, they would be okay with that. Like we, we have to be willing to kind of live it out in, in our, not in our homes, outside of our homes. What about school? For those of you that are, that, that, that are in school, like do your friends know, know that, that you're a Christian or, or, or do they know that, 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 uh, that Jesus loves them? Have they even heard that? Do they even know that? Have they, have they, have they felt that before? Are, are, are you acting any different than anyone else there? I think if we're going to be disciple makers, that means we take these principles and we, and we take them into your school, into your classroom. Your teachers know that you respect them, but there are times when you might need to stand up and, and, and share what the uh, truth but in a respectful way. But do, your, do the friends, do your, do your uh, classmates know as well? Listen, if, if, if we were to go look at your uh, online presence, everyone here, uh, your online presence, like what, what does that look like? How, how, how do we... How are we doing on that? Because I'm telling you, the, sometimes we look at our, 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 our digital footprint and say, well, that's not where I make disciples. That's where I you know, have hot takes on politics and, and, and you know, sports teams and opinions and things. You know? It's like the Wild West when you look at like in the comments, right? Comment section of anything, anything. I mean, you're like, oh, it's an article about walking dogs on the you know, local news. This is, this is great. And all of a sudden it's like, Dogs are the worst. You're like, dogs are the best. They poop everywhere. You're like, what? Like, you can get some pretty good fights going on there. It's happening in our, our neighborhood. Any of you guys have a neighborhood uh, Facebook chat? It's awesome. Ours is fantastic. Same thing. Same thing. They need Jesus. Really bad. But I think if we were to use our, our public persona, our public platform to encourage people, like, what would that look like? Instead of, like, you know, having to, like, be divisive in, in what we post, what if you said, okay, I know a lot of people are going to see this. I know people are going to like, what if I use this to encourage? What if I use this to, to build people up rather than to maybe get in my jabs about politics? Which, listen, nobody in the history of anything has, has been persuaded by, like, a comment in a, in a chat. Like, like, you know, like, like, nobody has been persuaded. So stop trying to, like, it's not going to happen. Like, if, 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 if we looked at us as, like, we're going to be disciples, like, even online, it, it may look a lot different than it looks now. Right? It may look a lot different now. I, I may not post things that I thought, or, or, or I may be more encouraging, more positive, so people can see that as well. But I think we underestimate that people are, are building their, they're, they're making decisions about, about who we are and who we follow as a Christian based on what they see us do. I've unfollowed so many people on, they, we're still friends, right? They think, but I'm like, I'm, I'm like I can't handle this. Like, you know, they, they, they're so negative, so divisive. And I'm like, I'm like, if I'm thinking this, like, and like, you know, it, like they, everyone else is too. Like you, you miss out an opportunity to share the love of Jesus when you choose that route. So, so can we not be a church that's demanding that like everyone just, you know, accepts everything we think at, that we think, but rather we're the kind of church that, that, that will, that will love on them and then, and then share the truth of Jesus with them. I, I, I just, I would love for us to, to, to be able to grasp the impact we can have by trying to be authentic and live out Jesus to others around us. Let's not be provocative. Let's not get into comment words. Let's not be divisive. Rather, let's be encouraging. Let's use our platforms in our, in our, in our, in our neighborhoods and our classes where we go to build people up, to help point people to Jesus and help to be a, a positive and build them up so that we can then make disciples. And then sometimes the best way to, to encourage people, the best way to show love is just to not to comment at all, right? 
just not, just don't say something. Don't hit the send button sometimes. Just, you know, walk away and think about it. You know, would Jesus want to want to read that? Just walk away. That's all I'm saying. But uh, I, I, I think that, that we got to think of in, in our public, like this discipleship thing is like, should permeate our lives. That's what I'm trying to get at here. And finally, I want to, I want to, I want to look at the, the arena of, of our politics because this right here in the last few years has been one of the single greatest dividers in, in the church, not, not to mention uh, probably the nation. Now, no, listen, I, I don't know if it's worse than any other point in history because I just know that we know about it now because of the, the, you know, the communication options that we have now. So who knows? Civil war seemed pretty divided, you know? But in my lifetime... This is this feels like the most divisive time that we've that we've you know that we've had, and it's, I, I think it's and, and Christians are just as guilty as any because I don't think we understand that that it's 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 Jesus uh, is 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 King over over our, our country. Now now I'm not saying that we we ignore, but we have to realize that that it is it is Jesus and it is the kingdom of God that is is our is our home. That's that's greater because listen, for 1,700 years somehow the church existed without America. Think about that. For 1,700 years, sometimes it existed. So listen, I love America. It's great. I love it. I'm pr- I mean, we're not perfect, but hey, it's a great place to be. It's a great place to be. But somehow, Christianity existed for 1,700 years without us. Now, we have, been, we, we have a great view. We have ability because of the, the freedom of speech that we have to be able to like, share Jesus with other people, and that's wonderful. It should be celebrated. There's a lot we should celebrate, but our kingdom as a Christian is in heaven. It's not here. Okay? And so if, if, if we have that in mind, we can engage with both things. We can engage, we can be involved, we can be informed, we can vote, we can have opinions. But as long as it's Jesus' opinion that matters more. Let me, let, let me read this. Jesus even said he has a conversation with Pilate and it kind of is very telling on where I think um, uh, the, the absolute priority lands here. And it says this in John 18. Uh, Pilate answers, uh, like, am I a Jew? Your own nation... And the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? And Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is is not from this world. Jesus has an opportunity right there. And he he says, he's just, listen, uh, you know, I I didn't come to this earth so so we can fight. So we can have wars. Like that, that's not why Jesus, Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. You and I, we're sinners in need of a savior. Jesus, that savior, our kingdom is not here. Okay, this, this, this world, we can come, we can, we can, we can uh, share Jesus with people. We can build disciples down here. We can even see a little bit of heaven on earth when we are lived the way Jesus wants us to live and we experience that grace and that mercy. We can see a little bit of it down here. But we know that this isn't it. This isn't our home. This is not where we, where we stay. It is, it is with Jesus, and Jesus reiterates that to Pilate. And so when we think of our politics, you know, we don't place country over God. We place God over country. We don't act as if God loves a certain political party and hates another. Like, we don't withhold love with somebody because we disagree. And we don't, we don't withhold the grace that God gives us we don't somehow uh, accept it from Jesus and withhold it from somebody else because they have very different beliefs than we do. Rather, rather we, we, we love on those around us. We share the gospel with those around us. We, we, we love no matter, and we realize that we can have disagreements about, about stuff here and, and we can be engaged and we can vote and we can even, you know, if, even if you want to be a part of the campaign process, whatever, you can, be part, you can do that, it's great. 
Just know. Just know that, it's, that is, it is God's kingdom that matters more than our kingdom here. And so I, I, I wanna look at this whole idea of us being disciples in the world. And I want us to, to, to really think and ponder like, okay, what does that look like for me? Like when I hear these words of Jesus, go make disciples, like as you're going through life, make disciples. Okay, what does that mean? You're like, but you know, I'm, I'm you know, I got mom with young kids. I'm super busy or I'm, you know, I'm retired. I don't really have many outlets for things. I mean, what, as you're going through life, you can still make disciples no matter what situation you're in. First Corinthians says it, says it well. This is as we kind of wind down here. First uh, Corinthians says this, 31, and I'm gonna go through 11, one. So, so whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Give no offense to the Jews or the Greeks or to the church of God, just as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that many that may be saved, but that may be saved, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Paul saying, like, I'm imitating Christ. I'm imitating Christ. He's calling the Corinthians, just whatever you do, whatever you do, eat or drink, whatever you do, like whatever you're doing, do it all for the glory of God. Be imitators of Christ. And so I, I, I say to you, and I'm saying to me as well, that whatever we do, wherever we go, we do it all for the glory of God. And if we put on that, this is who I am, right? This, this is what you do. This is what disciples do. It just doesn't matter, you know, if I'm here, it doesn't matter if I'm at home, it doesn't matter if I'm on the car, going through the drive-through. Today, how I treat the person in the, in, in the window, and how I treat the waiter or waitress, how I treat a cashier, or how I treat my family, or how I treat, like, we should all be doing all this for the glory of God, making disciples everywhere we go. Because, I'll say this, and the worship team's gonna come out, and we're gonna get a chance to sing kind of a response song, at the very end, just as kind of a prayer to God with all this and how great he is. But here it is, that, that, that again, follow Jesus wherever you go. Follow Jesus wherever you go. We follow Jesus when we're at church. We follow Jesus when we're in our neighborhood. We follow Jesus at home. You can follow Jesus at school. Follow Jesus as you're driving to and from school. Wherever we go, we can follow Jesus. And if we're gonna be a church that is all about discipleship, then that means that we have to make that discipleship consistent in our lives from beginning to end, when I wake up to when I go to bed. Like it has to be consistent. Now we're not saying we're gonna be perfect. We're gonna bat a thousand people are gonna be like, oh look, it's a church of perfect people. No, no, we're not. If you're perfect, don't join because we're all messed up here. <laughs> but, 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 what, but what I mean by that is, what I mean by that is that, is that we know that when we do mess up, we know what the Bible says. Like, hey, we need to ask forgiveness from God. We may need to ask forgiveness to someone else. There may be some, some, some repentance that happens there. Like, like, so yeah, we're not perfect, but, but, but guess what? We're, we're trying. And people can see the authenticity that we, that we exude. So I'm gonna pray, and then we're gonna sing one last, one last worship song. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we, um, Lord, we know that the, the making disciples of all nations, Lord, and then is, is, is big. It seems daunting at times, Lord, but when we, when we break it down to, to as we're going through life and we break it down to just, hey, wherever I am, I can make disciples, Lord, it seems with your help, God, that this is attainable, that this is something I can, I, I can do. So, Lord, for, for us, as we, as we 
not just worship this last song, but as we go from here, Lord, I pray that we would be followers of you, authentic, Lord, the, the, our flaws include, Lord, that we would authentically pursue you wherever we go. Lord, wherever we go, be it school, work, home. Lord, we, we love you and we want to make disciples everywhere we go, Lord. We love you. Amen.